0: Now, you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And pride bets with my man, Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now, wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Monday, October the 3rd. October the 3rd baby 2022 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G and for that I appreciate you Jeff what's up you in the building John Webb Lindsey Mack oh my girl Joe oh what'd you do what'd you do what'd you do Joe Antonio Gibson Antonia Gibson what'd you do good morning to see you Joe good to see you I said seven goat rings Dynasty Barry, EV in the building Matt Bruning Scott Connor, new Destination Devi Dynasty football podcast has hit the airwaves. Make sure you tap in uh to the Destination Devi radio feed to uh listen to Scott and his analysis. New pod just dropped. He's gonna be on YouTube. We're gonna get Scott on YouTube. Don't trip about that. Uh Dynasty Barry, J. Peters, Fizzle Dallas. There was some music at the beginning. Brought to you by our own Fizzle Dollars, man. Fizzle Dollars could rap, he could spit. We decided to show him some love this morning with the intro song. I like that song, Whoa, by Fizzle Dollars. We'll uh drop the link to his album in the description, man. We're showing love to everybody today, but we got a lot to get into, uh, a lot of takeaways. We got ballers, we're gonna talk some bricks, we're gonna talk football today, man. There's a it's we're a quarter of the way through the fantasy season, right? Four games in. I got some teams where I'm one and three. It's looking bad for you, boy. Uh, but Jay Rich got to bring you up to the stage real quick, man, because uh, looks like you're drinking a little something over there. I'm drinking me a little something too. What what is that you got? What is this? A little branded coffee? You're on mute. Get your shit oh, together. It's Monday. Come on. You're trying to be cool. Get it together. What are you drinking? Still early. What are you I'm drinking? drinking uh, I'm an Americano from Michel Doro, mm. our new coffee sponsor. New coffee um, sponsor. Look at that. Yes, man. sir. Look at that. Oh. Michel Adoro. Michelle Yes. New coffee man. sponsor. This new is- New coffee sponsor. I got the Americano, Americano as well. It is delicious. They are oh. awesome. The merchandise that they sent us is, is unbelievable. The The pods are compatible with your coffee machines. The beans smell delicious. Uh, use our promo code for 10% off. Get you some of that Michelle Adoro. Michelle Adoro coffee. Jay Rich. You feeling it? I love it.
1: I love it, right. man. Um straight from
0: Italy, you know? This straight is, from this Italy. Is no
1: joke, man. This is
0: the real
1: deal. Seven years experience straight from Italy. The sister company, Michelle Adoro USA, reached out to us. We said, you know what? We love it. Yeah. We've been, you know, mm. we've been dying for coffee to come hit us mm-hmm. up, man. It's, it's literally wake up with us. Wake we up with the We should have had we, this. We've, we found it, Ray. We hit the, hit the perfect jack spot. Like yeah. I'm loving this. Ray and now. they got the little, very look, at excited. These, look at
0: the little espresso cups, man. These are, these oh, I are know. so delicious, but I I'm using them right now to put my son's game balls in. He got another game ball MVP this weekend there at the go. baseball game. So I'm using them to, to house those. But, Uh, Appreciate everybody out there. And yes, go get you some of this Michelle Adoro coffee. It is delicious. It's smooth. The branding is so, awesome, fantastic. Uh, Uncle man.
1: Jansen was asking it, it's so they do have a place in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So mm-hmm. they will ship domestically to the states. Uh, yes. Won't be like long shipping times, things like that. So they do like they have a they have the company is based out of Italy, but they do have a sister company in the states, and that's the one that reached out to us. So they will be shipping everything. And from I'm not bullshitting states y'all. I Rutherford. love coffee. It's,
0: I've got three coffee makers. I love coffee. It's really good. Like no bullshit. It's good coffee. It's good coffee. It's yeah. Not link a, is in
1: the description for for the website to uh to the to all the coffee to all the stuff promo code wake up 10 percent off
0: there it is there it is um jay we've got (laughs) i don't even want to get into it but uh we've got we've got news to get into so let's just um let's just do the (laughs) let's just get into the news and then talk about what this stuff means man let's just get into it right now straight facts jay rich
1: the biggest news in the world of sports and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Dodo. The biggest news.
0: Oh, oh, shit. I'm on the screen. Go ahead, Jay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> it's all good, right? It's all good. We're doing some
1: new things today. A mm. lot of stuff to get into. Um, I think that what happened right now is just a general analogy for kind of the despair that the fantasy community is in right now yeah Javante Williams um our prince Mm. was RB4 in the offseason Melvin Gordon came back we were concerned but now Ray it's not looking good for Javante Williams he is potentially on the verge of a serious knee injury he was seen on crutches he left the game first play of the third quarter (sighs) we are concerned um MRI is coming today so we should get some form of diagnosis but My goodness, Um, as if the running back position couldn't get any worse, we are now potentially dealing with a, hopefully not season ending, but a very serious injury for Javante Williams. It is important to point out that Melvin Gordon did come in again, and he did fumble again, so that gives him a league leading at the running back position for fumbles on the season. Mike Boone closed that game out. So I think it's important to point out that if Mike Boone is available, you have to grab him on your rosters. Uh, if you go look at his athletic profile, it's like crazy how good yeah. he is athletically. Um, and he's very much a thorn in the sides. He's that perfect RB three. And I think he will get a lot of work. He can replace Javante Williams, at least on the ground a little. So, so through the air, but we'll see going forward. Um, prayers for Javante Williams prayers for anyone who drafted him because it's not looking so good right now. And uh, the one-on-one everyone's sweet Prince, Jonathan Taylor potentially dealing with a high ankle sprain, um, um, not good. You know, it's a two to three week injury. Usually it's three weeks. Sometimes it's four to six, depending on the severity of the high ankle sprain. The bigger concern is when he comes back, he's not going to be Jonathan Taylor. We've seen this happen countless times Saquon Barkley last season, other running backs in the past. It doesn't really matter. If they come back because usually the production isn't quite there and it dips and so that's kind of the biggest issue here is even if jonathan taylor does come back he's probably not going to be jonathan taylor unless of course he is an outlier statistically as far as the injury is concerned and that's a big problem like that's that's a big problem for everyone to draft the jt 101 cmc's disappointing now javante williams another not quite first round pick in redraft but a very high pick in dynasty very high hopes it's not looking good. It's not looking good, but Ray, we do have some good news coming out of yesterday. Talk to me. And it's Kenny Pickett. Kenny mm. Pickett should finally be the starter. It only took three and a half weeks for them to finally get rid of Mitch Trubisky, but Kenny Pickett is here. He did throw three interceptions, <laughs> but that's okay. Cause two of them weren't really on him. And right. the bigger story here is the ball did not hit the ground. So even though he threw three picks. 10 for 13, three picks the ball. did not hit the ground. He's basically Josh Allen in week one. So things are looking good for Kenny Pickett. He also ran for two, two touchdowns. And in my opinion, gave them a big spark, even though they didn't get the win. And uh, the greedy man himself, Zach Wilson, to get it done. And then, Ray, you were hoping to see this. You put this in the news doc. Brian Robinson potentially returning this week. So yeah, the stands of Antonio Gibson oh boy, here we may go. be in for a rude awakening, we but we'll see. I'm yeah. not going to say it just yet, I don't but know. things have been trending down for Antonio Gibson ever since week one. So we'll see what happens. But that was Straight Facts presented by Michelle Adoro. Um, love the coffee. Love the sponsorship. Very excited about it. And unfortunately, the news was a little bit somber today, mm. but we will keep it moving, no doubt. Ray, is yeah, there anything you want to
0: add to that? Uh, it was just unfortunate to see the Javonta Williams injury. That sucked. Jonathan Taylor, I asked the question in the Discord the other day for the cost of acquisition, what you paid for him in redraft or dynasty, the 101, 102, is he can you consider him a bust right now for what you've gotten this fantasy season? Um from yeah, Jonathan Taylor. I, yeah, and not, yeah, the not Colts are so about, bad, talk, right? They're so bad, man. We yeah. all thought that the transition from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan was going to be this immediate upgrade, right? That's that, what that's what they th- said, right? So, that's what well, they said. <laughs> I, I wanna so we said top 10 takeaways, there's probably 20 takeaways, and we're gonna get to them. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just like coaching matters, man. I'm looking oh at God. some of these coaches around the NFL in the ineptitude of putting players in position to succeed, utilizing players to that fit their skill set. It's just these are supposed to be the best and brightest minds in the world. And yep. I'm about to give us some credit. Me, you, okay. everybody in the chat. Like, we see shit, right? Like, we're watching the games too. How How is it that we notice, like, hey, why don't we give this guy the ball? Why don't you utilize yeah. this guy in the receiving game? And, we're, and it's just like, we see it. I know they have to see it. Why are they not doing it, man? And it just, it blows my mind that coaches continue to try to, fit you know their square peg in a round hole it just doesn't make sense man um just ineptitude at the highest degree and it's it's been this has been we say this every year like I have been this is my fourth year doing fantasy football content and we say it every year but man I, I really feel it this year like I this has been one of the strangest fantasy seasons that I've seen that I can remember yeah. in a long time man and not just strange from like the outcome of of what's happening on Sundays, but how players are being deployed. Man, I really, yeah. I really think it's going to have us sit back this off and kind of reevaluate. You know how we go about building rosters because of how the NFL are, are, are utilizing different players and different formations and multiple running backs and committees and and all of these different things. Man, it's just. It's a lot to process and kind of internalize and really formulate a well-crafted and well-thought-out sort of theory here. But I'm just watching it like, man, like some of the things that we thought going in, like, this is the guy. There is no more guys, man. There's yeah. like a couple of guys, and then everybody else is just, you're trying to figure out which one's going to get the more the most touches because there, there is no guy. It's just, it's crazy, man. This is a wild yeah. season. It's, I think to your point, yeah, the variance, uh, game to game,
1: player to player, the guys we thought were studs aren't, or the guys that we thought could be studs, not even close. Like, um, I look at even Gabe Davis, you know, it's like a guy that you expect to get a ton of work. I think he had like one or two catches this week. And you know, I get it's the rain and, and all these various things. And it's like, it just doesn't make sense. And you can't really figure out what it is. And Stone said it it's it's ego for a lot of these guys. It's draft capital. Um I I also look at Greg Dortch, you know, a guy that I didn't think would lose a job.
0: I None thought he looked oh, so we, good. We got on here. Oh, Rondell hasn't earned anything. It's all Greg Dorch. Yes. Right? Nope. Ego. Where ego, did, where ego, was, well, ego, ego, It's not just ego, it's it's money. And draft, it's dra- capital. It's draft capital, aka ego, right? Like we picked him yeah. high. You better use him, right? Exactly, it's it's crazy, man. It is. Um, this is wild. This is wild. Yeah, um, it's been really bad, really, really bad for. Uh, and
1: but again, you know, it's the ups and the downs. You look at Atlanta, perfect example. I don't even know if we're going to talk about them much, but Kyle Pitts ran well, thirteen routes. L- right. Let's, let's like, get. To, let's get to the. Oh. We,
0: we are going to talk about the Falcons. I think I have them as takeaway number three. Um, Ooh, but let's get into the nice. ballers of the week real quick. Let's go, QB. Yes, sir. Baller of the week. Let's talk about him. My goodness. Jared Goff. Jared Goff, Um, man. Jared Goff got it done, (laughs) baby. He got it. It looked rocky. He had no weapons, no DeAndre Swift, no Amon Ross St. Brown, no DJ Chark. And Jared Goff, no problem. No problem. Jared Goff, QB1, man. I mean, just just 378 yards, four touchdowns. I don't even care about how many picks did he throw? One, two, picks. He only threw one. Only Only threw one pick? pick. Yeah, four dropbacks. That's pretty good Let's for Jared go. Goff.
1: He didn't win the game,
0: right? Gino kind of outplayed him a little bit, but he he, he got it done, man. Oh, he like got it done in a big way. Jared, go off. There we go, Steven. I like that. We will give you an applause for that one. That was yeah. that was good. Jared Goff, QB baller, big baller of the week. Of the week, man, big baller. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna skip around. Let's just go to his his tight end. The the yep. man that I've shamed on this show repeatedly. You've been your curses are getting bad now. I've shamed <laughs> you, him. You, you.
1: TJ Hawkinson, eight receptions, one seventy nine, two TDs,
0: easily by far the tight end was, baller. As of he the was week. on my bench this week, as as he bought yeah. out on my bench and I'll just say this he's the same. just a guy. He's, he's just I, a guy. I'd still be I'd still be selling selling him immediately. Fraudulent tight end one. The only reason Hawkinson got this is we're gonna give him the Ra St. Brown treatment. It's because Amon Ra and Swift weren't there. So as soon as they come back, uh Hawkinson will come down to earth. But there we go, man. <laughs> Great performance by Hawkinson. Eight for 179, two touchdowns. He had a long 80 yep. yard reception in this one. I mean, it it looked great on my bench. His 40-something points that he got me were fantastic on my bench. But T.J. Hawkinson, tight end baller of the week. Got to give that man his credit. Jay, another one of these top players, these top uh, draft capital assets that have been letting us down for a little bit really broke out this game. It was good to see it. I opted for Rashad Penny, everybody out there. I said it should have been Rashad Penny, but I was overruled. And Jay Rich and I have said Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. The RB Baller of the Week. He had six receptions. He had 109 total yards. and Three touchdowns in the game. Um, Austin Eckler finally delivering for us. uh, Getting those touchdowns on the board. His first three of the season. (laughs) RB Baller of the Week. I think you could have went with Penny. Uh, Damian Pierce played good ball. Yep. Clyde Edwards alaire got in the end zone twice. He wasn't gonna be a baller of the week, but Eckler of course he did. getting in there. Eckler getting in there. I think I think Penny, I think Penny yes. should have gotten it, but we're not gonna complain about Austin Eckler too much. And then our wide receiver, baller of the week. He had two down weeks. He's a Bam tier player, by any means necessary. Talk about the man playing in London, man. Got it done. <laughs> 150 total yards. He did score a rushing touchdown. Uh, 10 receptions, 147 yards, three yards on the ground. The king is back. The king has returned to the top of the mountain. Justin Jefferson. We can only hope,
1: right? Eh, We can
0: only hope. Give it to him, baby. The wide receiver baller of the week, Justin Jefferson. Jay, uh, what do you think about these picks, man? We good with these ballers? We good with these ballers? Yeah. I mean, it's
1: funny. Mike Evans was making a late charge. I almost had to give it to him, yeah, but definitely, man. uh, uh, Jets earned it. It's, and it's one of those things, right? Like picking Eckler over Penny. Eckler's a guy that we need, we need a lot from him. The people need confidence in Austin Eckler and hopefully it's coming now. Uh, the three touchdowns, obviously big regression for him scoring those touchdowns. Jets obviously getting in the end zone, 10 receptions, 150 yards. Uh, great performance by, by those two guys who we both, who everyone drafted in the first round needs to produce to win their fantasy league. So yeah. some confidence going forward. But two for four from Jets is not really what I'm looking for uh so far this season. But hopefully, hopefully I'm praying they can get him going more consistently overall. But definitely those are the ballers of the week. Uh but yeah, definitely Mike Evans. I thought Mahomes would make a run, but he yeah, didn't Mahomes quite get there. He's
0: a run. Oh, All right, man. all right. Let's, Let's get into some takeaways, So Um my first takeaway, Jay, I'm gonna talk about the man that returned and you know, we're talking about this 2021 quarterback class, Zach Wilson. And I, I want to give Zach Wilson his credit because the way he played, especially down the stretch, was a lot better than the final box score may indicate, right? I know the stats don't look good. 18 for 36, 252, one touchdown, two picks. I'll at least say one of those interceptions wasn't his fault. I mean, bounces off Tyler Conklin and gets picked off. But him, he came back and he looked... um just looked more poised, I guess. I don't know if it was the knee, forcing him to sit in the pocket, throw it, you know, get the ball out quickly. But he looked good, man. He, he looked good coming back. He hit a a, a filthy gritty in the end zone. Uh, oh, a yeah, filthy gritty in the end zone. But I thought Zach Wilson played well, man. He didn't throw the ball downfield at all. No passes completed beyond 20 yards um, In the game, everything was kind of over the middle, 20 yards or shorter. But Zach Wilson played well, man. I got to give him some credit. Big takeaway. And uh, I don't know what this means for the pass catchers because Conklin had five targets. Garrett Wilson had six targets. Uh, Bar- Barry Barrios had one. Corey Davis had seven. And Elijah Moore with four targets in this one. Um, uh, I'll say this. Tyler Conklin is a must-start tight end at this point yes, moving forward. Is. Like, must-start tight end. There is no debate should I play Conklin you got to play him every week he's involved in the offense whereas I don't think you have to play Elijah Moore every week um no I, like Ray, I know I, I just we're not talking dynasty I'm talking seasonal leagues I don't think you have to play Elijah Moore every week you probably should not be playing him every week and Garrett Wilson as well two for six 41 yards just a weird game for the Jets let them I don't know what's gonna happen let's give him some time to figure out who the one is going to be, who the two is going to yep. be. And that leads into, I guess, takeaway number seven, but we'll bounce around. Like, we're really starting to see, Jay, which teams, who the primary receiver is or the primary option for these teams. Four weeks in, we're starting to see, like, Hollywood Brown, set it and forget it, man. He's going to get his yep. 10 to 12 targets every week. Zach Ertz, as long as uh, New Hopkins is out, it's going to be Ertz. It's going to be Hollywood Brown. You know, CeeDee Lamb, we talked about him. He's a guy I'm mixing all kinds of takeaways now. But you know with Cooper Rush, CeeDee Lamb, no matter who's on the field, I don't think he's seen less than 11, tar- uh, less than, uh, 11 targets in any game this season outside of yeah. last game. Um, he had eight or nine targets in that one. But we're really starting to see which teams covet which players at, at certain positions, man. And it's it's good to kind of get that clarity, right? It's good to like, all right. That's the guy that we can depend, uh, can depend on each and every week, and this is a player that you know what, like it's matchup, it's matchup specific. I'm not going to just roll Elijah Moore out there every week. Alvin Kamara is another one. It's like, damn, what do you do with him, man? You know, you drafted, oh. we drafted all these damn running backs so high, man. This yep. we drafted. All, uh, this was takeaway eight. These high end running backs continue to. Sort of disappoint. Najee Harris, he's been a bust this season. Jonathan Taylor, I know he's injured, but prior to the injury, the Colts look a mess, right? Alvin Kamara, mess. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, he's he's getting the volume. He's getting the volume. It's right there. Joe Mixon, you know, it's just like, damn, man. The only ones who we drafted high that are actually coming through for us, Christian McCaffrey, right? He's paying dividends. Uh, Yeah, he had a good week this week. He had a great week, PPR-wise especially. Yeah, Uh, CMC, Eckler fine. Eckler's been okay because he's been catching the ball. He's been abysmal on the ground. But, you know, catching the the ball out of the backfield has really saved him. But he's been fine. Saquon's been a monster. But people weren't drafting Saquon in round one either. Um, These high-end running backs have just disappointed. Javonta Williams, we've lost another one. Just James yep. Conner, he wasn't high-end as well, but people thought you can depend he on him be the to be cow. this volume-based bell cow. And I'm watching the Cardinals, and it's like, Eno Benjamin's way better than than goddamn He's, James Conner, man. Yeah. He's way better than James Conner, right? Conner's a big body pushing the pile forward, and really it just shows that Kyler Murray, as immature as he may be, if it weren't for Kyler Murray, that'd be a defeated team. They'd be owing whatever, oh. man. I mean, he is out there playing hero ball, every week for, for the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury has to go. But it's just, you know, Derrick Henry, he's paid dividends for us. Like, he's the yep. one that's really, you know, after a slow start, with Derrick Henry is doing it. It's just we've been talking about the shift in the running back position, man, and how I would much, looking back on it, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I would have rather faded those running backs and gotten the Aaron Joneses, the Josh Jacobs, the Ramondre Stevenson's, and just been fine. Rolling out Kareem Hunt, and Miles Sanders every week, opposed to yeah. you know spending a first and second round pick on those damn running backs this year, man. Yeah,
1: I mean uh, you went through a lot of takeaways there, so I will I will pick it up with the running backs. But yeah, it's it's been a weird year, and Miles Sanders again get it got in the end zone two times yesterday in the ugly game in Philly. But it's just. I think the problem is, is that as much as we're seeing
0: the usage, we're not agree, seeing Joe. that
1: high-end upside. So Joe said the season is weird, right?
0: Yeah, and, she said it's and weird. I feel drained after watching Red Zone. It's a weird season. It really is. Yeah, everyone just – you you expect them to score, and some guys are
1: scoring, but like Joe Mixon looks like he's running in mud at times. That offensive line isn't getting it done. It's It's just – it's very difficult to see – an end in sight. I think that's the biggest problem is that, like, Eckler, we got some optimism, you know, and we, and we got more optimism from Christian McCaffrey this week. But there's a couple of guys, man, like James Conner and even Najee Harris. He actually had a pretty decent week, 4.1 to carry, which is a little bit better for him than usual. Hopefully, Kenny Pickett can get those guys going. Um, we didn't even talk about Brees Hall, you know, got the majority of the snaps yes. at the running back position, right, which is huge for him. We've been waiting for that takeover. Um, and he obviously scored a touchdown to end the game, game winner, which was great for him as well but i think the biggest thing man is that we've seen this trend happen for a long time 2017 was a truly special running back class truly special and we're seeing it happen now where it's like These guys are getting old. You know, this is what we expect. As guys get older, they decline. But the problem is, these guys are still so good. They're not replaceable level players yet. They're still better than average, but they're not good enough to where they're going to be scoring us all these fantasy points. So I'm curious how the market moves because, you know, Scott's talking about the running back position and how it's changing, how really fading RB is a strategy that's working for people right now. But I think the biggest takeaway is that we have to really pay attention to this because. Even next year, like Alvin Kamara is still under contract, Joe Mixon still under contract, Christian yeah. McCaffrey still under contract, Zeke Elliott still under contract. Like so many guys that aren't performing right now, will be under contract next year and yeah. will be on teams next year. So I think that's that's the biggest problem for me overall. Is how do we navigate this market? And that's really what we're gonna be working on. That's really what Scott's been putting his focus into, and we've been talking about within the Discord, is how do we navigate this? And it comes down with just reallocating your assets into more sheer volume. And and to your point about the guys getting targets, those are the guys you want on your team. Because every yeah. week, they're getting the targets, they're getting the volume, they're going to give you a floor. And the running backs aren't providing you the floor that they used to in the past, and I think that's the ultimate takeaway so far through four weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, man, I uh, can't disagree with you at all. And another takeaway that I want to move to, Jay, is... Is uh, from a gross game. The game was gross, but it just like I wanted to see it, man. I'm like, man, he can't be that bad. But uh, Justin Fields and Daniel Jones are not good. They they are not playing good ball. Let me just say this. They're not playing good ball. Maybe we can say Daniel Jones is definitively not good. We've seen him. What's this, year five for Daniel Jones? Year four? I think it's year four or year three, year f- yeah. I think it is no, year four now no, for Daniel it's, it's Jones? No, it's not year three. It's year four or five Oof. for Daniel Jones. But, Oof. I mean, he got hurt in this one. He's yeah, like, he's good enough to where you're not, like, get him off of the field right now, Mitch Trubisky. But I don't think the Giants can win with Daniel Jones. I, I, I they, no. They've got to find... They've got to find somebody else. He got hurt. He played He was playing okay. Gets hurt. Tyrod Taylor comes in. He gets hurt. Daniel Jones comes back in. Doesn't do. It. I, I'm just watching yeah, this game. I, th-
1: I think mean, they only had. I think they only had two quarterbacks on the roster, right? So that was right. part of the issue too. They needed someone to call the plays. So Daniel Jones had and, to and go this back is in such,
0: there. Th- Justin Fields looked better. He went 11 for 22, 174. He had a couple of big plays in that one. Yeah, and we're like excited. I think he was sacked yeah. seven times, eight sacks. He was sacked seven. Times. He was sacked five times when I when I initially like by the second quarter he had to. Sacked six, sack. times, six times, nineteen yards. That's what I thought. He was six or seven times that Justin Fields was sacked. He threw for one hundred and seventy four yards, and we're trying to convince like, oh man, this was a great outing for old Justin Fields. Man, he got it done. Like, good job. It's Nash is over.
1: Right, it's it's scary. How do you feel about right What fields? are you
0: doing with Fields? What are you doing with Fields
1: right <laughs> now, man? I mean, it is a little bit encouraging. He's still not throwing touchdowns. Like that's a bit of a problem. He's not running for touchdowns. He's not throwing touchdowns. He did have fifty-two on the ground, mm-hmm. right? So that's not horrible, right? That's still five fantasy points. We want that. The one seventy-four through the air, better than we've seen. So uh, again, a little bit encouraging. But to your point, Ray, it's there's not a lot that we're loving right now. Like. Fizzle said it, holding Ooh. and praying. That's it's the truth, man. It, it, Ray, I've been you know people know I trade for Justin Fields in our Royal Rumble League, fourteen teams, super flex, double copy, blah blah blah. I cannot move Justin Fields to save my life. I I get offered second round picks. I get offered like a bunch of junk. Like we we've pulled Justin Fields or this quarterback, Justin Fields or that quarterback. He he is. Probably Jen, the worst quarterback okay, in the league let's just, let's right just, now. He's let's, worse than you're, you're, Geno Smith. He's worse than everybody. Jen, it's bad.
0: Seven of his 11 completions were 10 yards or fewer. Four of those Gosh. seven came at or behind the line of scrimmage. One more time. He completed 11 passes. Seven of them, 10 yards or fewer. Four of those, seven, were at the line of scrimmage or behind it. Like, that's what you're talking like, literally, this is an NFL starting quarterback, and half of his damn completions were 10 yards or fewer. He completed yeah. four passes beyond 10 yards the entire game. Four passes beyond 10 yards. That's not versus a quarterback. That's the Giants.
1: That's, that's not a quarterback. Like, like that. Uh, I don't know I'm, what l- Listen, mean.
0: listen. Everything can be true. It, th- none of these things are mutually exclusive. The Bears haven't done a lot to surround them.
1: He doesn't no, have a true. lot
0: of weapons, and he's also not playing well. He's also not he, – there's, there's little confidence. He holds on to the ball for a long time. It's not good, man. It is not good. I, I, I'm just, no, it's, it's, it's
1: terrible. Like, there's nothing you can do but pray. Like, Fizzle said it, and I, I have no other advice for you. Just hold and pray because even if, even if you could trade him right now, what's the point? Like, honestly, you're not trading him for a second-round pick. It's not even yeah. worth it.
0: Uh, Takeaway number, I don't know what, but, Jay, Jamal Williams isn't going away. You know this, right? No. You know no this, way. right? Jamal Williams, Seattle, uh, Seattle, Detroit, 48-45. First time of that final score in NFL history. That was pretty cool to see that. Uh, first yep. score ever in NFL history, 48-45. But Jamal Williams, you know he's not going anywhere, right? Even when DeAndre Swift returns, this is a full-on Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon-type backfield. <laughs> just, Just say it, right? It's Aaron Jones- and Jamal Williams. We've seen it's this Aaron before. Jones. It's Aaron right? Jones and Jamal
1: Williams again. <laughs> we've He's not we've going seen away. this before. You know this, yeah, right? But I think, Ray, the bigger, the bigger takeaway here is he looks better than he did in Green Bay, in my opinion. He does. Like, I think he, he, the offensive line he is does. humming, and I think he legitimately does look better. And I said this on Friday. Uh, what is it? Melvin Gordon is a nuisance and annoying. Jav- are, and Williams is 100% necessary for DeAndre Swift. 100% necessary. Jamal Williams is necessary and he's been really good. If if you have him, you know, we've talked about I know Scott's been talking about trading him and trying to get second round picks for him and stuff like I don't even think that's worth it. I think he's playing way too well. If, if 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 you're if you're contending, him, yeah. I don't even know if you should flip him. If someone's going to give you a first, like okay, then I mean, we yes, got to come on man. But yeah. second for Jamal Williams just doesn't doesn't feel like enough, but again, if that's all you can get, that's all you can get, I don't hate it um but he is producing as an RB1 like at the beginning of the year, we're like, oh, you know, he's an RB1. Ha, 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 Jamal Williams. But, like, he's a legitimate RB1 right now. And we talked about in the rankings, he was like RB6, performed like it again. He is, uh, he's is. he been really, really good behind that offensive line.
0: He's been good, man. Right now, uh, pending the results of the game tonight, RB3 on the week, man. RB3, 24.7 fantasy points, two receptions, 107 total yards, and then two touchdowns, man. Um, he's not going anywhere. And this makes me just think, like, all right, DeAndre Swift. This is year three for DeAndre Swift. He has yet to play a full season in his NFL career. I don't believe he's played a full season. What are you, Dynasty? Let's think ahead. What are you doing with Swift Dynasty? Right, because we talk about running backs, three-four year window. This is year three of DeAndre Swift. Oh, like, are you are you starting to think, in a, think about like, man? I wouldn't mind pivoting off of. I'm just throwing examples out here for us to think through. Pivoting off of DeAndre Swift for Jameer Gibbs and a dart, right? Like, if you're in your mm-hmm. mind, are, are you are you ready to go that far yet to where you're like, I'd rather have one of these high-end rookies from 2023? Let's say you can get Jameer Gibbs. Let's just put the name with the pick. Jameer Gibbs yeah. and Romeo Dobbs. Would you take those two players with with little production, little proven ability for DeAndre Swift? Would
1: you do that? 100%. 100%. I was asked over the weekend if I would take a high... 23 first just just a 23 first that's it for deandre swift and i think i would mm. i just i don't think i want him on my roster i he's supremely you talented on your,
0: you want him on your roster you want him on
1: okay your you roster. want him on your roster but again for what he's worth do you want him on your roster that's that's more the conversation here right like he is a game breaker he's phenomenal he's really talented but at the end of the day like if he's gonna be playing 13 games a season 12 games a season like it does help when he's active but when he's not active what do you do, right? And and why are you rostering a guy who's this highly talented? You know, a guy who's a first-round pick right now, right? right? He's a first-round right, right. pick. Yes,
0: yes, yes. He's so you, could, you, could running back. Tra-
1: you could trade him for a top quarterback. Potentially, you could trade him for a top receiver who's maybe not Chase. Like, you could probably trade him straight up for CeeDee Lamb right now. A guy, you said, 11 targets a game.
0: And if you're getting CD Lamb plus a second Again, he's hurt, Would you which do doesn't that? Would you, go, would you trade your DeAndre Swift for CeeDee Lamb in a 23 second? I probably would. I probably would. You know, I've been kind of fading CeeDee Lamb a little bit because I'm
1: unsure of this of the situation, but he's playing really, there's really no, well. There's nothing to and that, that gets into your about. next that gets into your next uh, one of your other takeaways, right? Um But he's he's playing well. He's been fine with Cooper Rush, and that's all that really matters. He's been really good.
0: And I yes. think I would do it. CeeDee Lamb is CeeDee Lamb is balling. His um his route participation, his route share, I mean, he's he's running almost 100% of the routes for Dallas, yeah. just about 100% yeah. of the routes. The target share, I believe, is up over 30% for CeeDee Lamb. Uh, eight targets this past weekend, his fewest targets in any game this season. It's been 10, 11, 13 targets for CeeDee Lamb. Even with Michael Gallup there, he is the unquestioned one. And Cooper Rush, every game he continues to win, allows Dak Prescott to sit on the bench. And quite frankly... As a Cowboys fan, I I don't believe that there is any controversy in the long term. But we've been talking about this for a minute, Jay. You know, Dak's got two years, man. If he doesn't get it done (laughs) within the next two years, and that includes this one. So really, whenever he comes back this year or next year, Dallas has an out. And going into his age 32 season, I don't know, man. Like, I I could see them just going full-blown if Dak doesn't get it done. Just trying to find, you know, McCarthy's gone. Try to find, yeah. just start over, you know? like Because they can't waste away Lamb and uh, Micah Parsons and some of these aging veterans on defense. Like, There's going to be a real decision that has to be made here in the next couple of years, or at least after this season, to start thinking about what Dallas wants to do with Dak Prescott. Because do you want to pay him again? He didn't sign some 10-year deal. He didn't sign some long-term contract. So they're going to have to figure out, do they want to give him a substantial amount of money. Again, when you see Cooper Rush, he's not Dak Prescott. Let's let's not even go there, but he's operating the offense well enough to win games, and he's getting the playmakers the ball, man. Uh, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate for, for Dak, but when he comes back in, he needs to get it done, and CeeDee Lamb is 100% a buy. I think people are still whatever, nervous, concerned, whatever you want to call it. CeeDee Lamb is that dude um thoroughly outplayed every other receiver on the field. I had an argument yep. with some of my draft network uh colleagues about Terry McLaurin versus CeeDee Lamb. And I was the only one oh, boy. that was like CeeDee Lamb and it's not even close. And uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they all like from a talent perspective? I guess. Talent. I don't know It situation didn't matter. I don't care <laughs> what perspective we say, CeeDee Lamb over Terry McLaurin. Um yeah. Jay, another big takeaway that I had, man. <laughs> Uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts are royally fucked. That's the best way that I could say it. They're just... <laughs> like, with Marcus Mariota at the helm, they are... They ran the ball. Mariota threw a pick. Arthur Smith yeah. said, you know what? We ain't even gonna throw it anymore. They ran the ball 14 nope. straight times versus the Browns. 14 straight times to to not allow Mariota to throw the ball. These two are screwed, man. Um, if they get the volume, they're fine. But it's not even them. It's not like... Pitts is bad or London is bad. It's Marcus Mariota is is dreadful. He is dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> He's not good. It's it's one of those games though, Ray, that's so that's so
1: painful because oh. we can't criticize the coach because he won the game. So like at the end of the day, his job is to win the game and he did that. But when you look at the target share, Pitts had four targets. London had seven targets. Both of them had less than 25 yards. Pitt obviously, Pitts obviously had 25 yards, and nobody else had more than three targets. All I made is Zacchaeus somehow managed to lead the team in yards and receptions uh, with only two targets. It, it's just, it's embarrassing. Marcus Mariota went full it's Justin Fields. Man. He completed seven passes, threw a pick, and still won the game. Tyler Algier, 10 carries, 84 yards. Caleb Huntley didn't even know he was on the roster, 10 yeah. carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. And Cordero Patterson, 9, nine carries, 38 yards and touchdown. It, it's just disgusting.
0: It's it's disgusting. Kyle Pitts, is, Kyle Pitts, he's we talked about Kyle Pitts might be the biggest, single biggest bust this season. He he. Legit, hard, hard to see were, it any other way. Even in redraft, people were drafting him sky high. I And I am the Pitts truther lover from the high heavens, man. He is probably the single biggest fantasy football bust yep. of the season, man. Because you're getting. And he's not even running routes he's, either. He's he, 13 routes this week. He's almost all. And the, and the sad part is if you drafted him, you probably have to play him, right? Because you took Pitts early and then you said, I'm not even. In Joku, don't need him. Give me John Bates in the f- 20th round. Like, I don't need anybody, right? Like, I just have Pitts. Yeah, I think he's the single biggest bust, man, because of where you drafted him. Um, I get JT is up there. At least we got a week out of JT. At least I got one week out of him. I've got nothing from, from Kyle yeah. Pitts. Nothing at Steven, all. He, Steven he Day is weeks. saying
1: Ritter. Do you think we see Ritter at some point soon this season? Yes, absolutely. I think so. I, I, think I think they ha- they might as well. Yeah, what do they have to lose at this
0: point? We would have seen Matt Corral at some point had he not gotten hurt. Oh because yeah, Baker is probably oh. the worst quarterback in the NFL. Matt Corral would have played. We're going to see Desmond Ritter at some point. Kenny Pickett is on the field. Yeah. I know a lot of Washington Commander fans who think that Sam Howell should get a chance to play. Um, Same situation, right? Awful quarterback. Believe they're what one in
1: one in three right now because they. But even still, they're. The Commanders are terrible. They are god. It's, it's shocking to think that they beat the Jaguars week one. With how good the Jaguars have looked, you know, they collapsed against Philly, but yeah. they've looked pretty good. And, and to think that the Commanders actually beat them, it's, it's bad. And Sam House 100% needs to play. 100% yeah. needs to a play lot, people, a lot of people. A lot of people
0: are... Carson Wentz is pretty bad, man. Carson, Carson Wentz is pretty damn bad. So of all the rookie quarterbacks that are probably going to see the field, you know, you know the one who probably is not... Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill's playing good football. Like, like mm-hmm. he's playing good football. The Titans aren't a very the Titans aren't a very good team. Um, it's Derrick Henry, it's it's you know, Tannehill, it's those two, really. It's it's Derrick Henry and Tannehill. But I don't think Malik Willis is gonna see the field, man, with the way the Tannehill's yeah. playing. Um takeaway number, I don't know, but CMC and DJ Moore aren't dead yet, even though Baker Mayfield is awful. They tried like hell to get those two the ball. That was the game plan. Um, I don't know if somebody's told Matt Rule your job is on the line. I don't know what happened. But those two aren't dead just yet, Jay. Not yet. It's close, uh, but not yet. It's close not it's, yet. it's funny people it's funny that this is a win for dj
1: moore uh six receptions for 50 yards with a long of 16 he did have 11 targets to be fair but it's like this is a good game from dj moore with how bad he's been recently and obviously he did get, get into the end zone i think last week christian mccaffrey nine receptions 81 yards and a touchdown on nine targets dude just a beast like yes. what else do we have to say about him didn't get anything going on the ground but you know it is what it is but he did get a lot done in the receiving game i think to your point man baker Probably the worst quarterback in the league. Probably worse than Sam Darnold, and I never thought I'd say that. Like, I never thought I'd say that, but I think that's just where we're at.
0: I think he's worse than Sam Darnold, straight up. He's pretty bad, man. But as long as they're going to force feed DJ Moore the ball, inefficient targets, and get Christian McCaffrey involved, wow, we, we are not fans of the Carolina Panthers. We don't care if they win or lose. We just want them to get those two players the ball. Just get Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore the ball, and we'll be good. We'll be good. So they're not dead quite yet. Um, uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, the, those the two games that we were most excited to see had the worst weather. And that honestly is one of my top takeaways, yeah. Jay. I don't remember a year where we really faded the weather. You know, last year we had the snow game, the 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 where they didn't throw the ball at all because it was crazy. Buffalo, New England. Yeah. Oh, Maybe yeah. a couple of bad rain games here or there, but man, it seems like those games just impacted everything. Everything, man. Everything, you know. Uh, Josh Allen looked awful to start. Lamar was all over the place. Bateman dropping passes. Stuff like people slipping and falling. It's just shitty weather. Uh, paying mm-hmm. attention to the weather report comes Sunday morning. And then, like, they showed a picture of Baltimore, and I'm looking at the state, and I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Fire up them, fire up everybody. And then it's just, they can't hold on to the ball. They're throwing it. They're dropping passes. Philly and Jacksonville was a mess. T-Law had four fumbles four, four fumbles, fumbles lost yeah it was I think the most in
1: over a century yeah first quarterback to ever fumble the ball and lose it four times in a game I think in a hundred years or yeah. something crazy like that but yeah. the, but you watch the game and you're like how are they even playing in this weather how do they even hold on to the ball you see AJ Brown dropped a few passes um and, and on important downs but it's it's shocking they can get the it done. Weather, it man. would be very difficult, very yeah. difficult, and that that really did ruin the really high upside we see from both these teams, especially in the B- Buffalo Baltimore game, where we do have two high flying offenses that can get it done. Patrick, really you're, and, a- you're asking Wilson. for too
0: much, Patrick. They don't have enough money to put a roof or a dome <laughs> over these stadiums. You got to feel the real elements, right? We're gonna just we're gonna continue to have shit weather impact some of the most exciting games that we're looking forward to. So yeah. <laughs> too much to ask for, Patrick. Don't. Don't even don't, don't even do that. Don't do that. Don't you're asking for way too much, Patrick, for things that they billionaires could one hundred percent implement. Uh, but just kind of a not good day for from Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins got in the end zone twice. What are you doing with should Dobbins? Have been three
1: times too. Yeah, should have Dobbins been Dobbins was Dobbins is probably that dude, man. It's He's probably that dude. Like it's it's not quite there yet. Justice Hill did have eight carries to so Dobbins' is thirteen, but I think that Dobbins is going to be that dude. We saw him get the work at the goal line, which is most important. And with how good I think that Baltimore offense is and will be throughout the season, J.K. Dobbins, if you got him, you you want him. He's going to be really good. I think this season going. Are you forward, still especially. trading
0: for a first? I, I I still will. Are you still trading? Do you trading for first though? Yeah 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 yeah. I'm fine. With, but I'm fine you. with that.
1: Yeah. I'm, but yeah. would you do it for a late first though? I think I think he's probably worth a little bit more
0: than that at this point. We'll see. I don't know, but I, I would still. I move think it'd him. be good. That's still move. I think it'd him. be good. Uh, Sunday night takeaway. Patrick Mahomes is that dude. He's still. He's just. He's good, man. He's. What do you? What can you say about Bro. Mahomes? to Kelsey was cooking early. Did, did I, he? I, did he go back to QB one after that game? Did no. We ha- are we backtracking? No. We no, back-tracking we're not backtracking. Now? No. I. I would still. I would still. I would still do the deals that we talked about last week, but Mahomes is good, man. Hey, cover your mouth when you cough, man. Nobody wants to see that. Um, uh, Mahomes is still that dude, Jay. He's still that dude, dog. Huh? Like, you saw it. Spinning around, throwing That it, was just... Side-armed, all kinds of crazy. No, how, Talk, how do you stop
1: him? Like, he's he's got a bigger bag than Kobe Bryant. Like, yes, seriously. He's, like, he's got a deep bag. He's got a... Bro. He's, every he's, time I think he's done it all, he does something else. Like it's funny. I was looking up pictures right for the thumbnail and stuff for Mahomes, and it reminded me of remember when he dove and threw the ball in the Super yes, Bowl against in the, the Super Bucks. Bowl. Or was it the, went? Was it the it, Super it, Bowl or the AFC Championship game? One of no, them. It was, yes. it, was, it was Super Bowl against the Bucks. Dude was straight horizontal throw. Yeah. It's incredible the things that Mahomes can do. Tops himself every week, uh, but he was phenomenal. Yeah, revenge game for him coming back.
0: Yeah, they wanted the Bucs. They wanted that. They wanted that game. They they came out. He didn't dick around with anybody else out there. He was Travis Kelsey. Get open. I'm about. Kelsey had seven targets, I believe, in the first quarter of the game. (laughs) It was insane. He was just like Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. Kelsey still the best tight end in football. Jay.
1: Yeah. If we're going, to, eh,
0: it's, is he still think, the best man, tight
1: end in football? I, I think it still could be Andrews, man. I really do. I think Andrews is really good. I, it's a toss up. They're both unreal tight ends, both unreal tight ends. Um, but yeah, Kelsey and Mahomes is probably the best connection in football. And you know, one and we've sure.
0: talked. Didn't did we not talk about this on Friday? The Kansas City Chiefs operate the best when they have a a running attack, man. Yeah, they, that's when they operate the best. And I'm gonna tell you right now, they need to give Pacheco some more carries, man. They need to give him. Okay, he runs hard. It, it it he is not Kareem Hunt, but they have not had a running back run as physical as Isaiah Pacheco did last night since Kareem Hunt, in my opinion. Clyde doesn't run like Pacheco. Clyde does not run like Pacheco. He's played good, but Pacheco ran the ball. He, there was a the physical presence, physicality that he brought, a toughness to that offense. It needs to be though, Stop playing around with Jarek McKinnon, man. Stop it. Oh yeah. Pacheco and Clyde. Just let Pacheco and Clyde do it. We've we've learned Clyde is not a bell cow in the traditional sense of the word. He's not the most physical runner. He's a he's a fine running back, right? I'll tell you what. The crazy thing is, you'd rather have Clyde on your team than JT this season. Um, for for what they've Don't given you, it. for what Don't they've given it. you, you'd rather have Clyde than JT. But Pacheco is nice. He's somebody that. Uh, if, if there's any team in the NFL that's going to give a late-round running back a shot, it's Kansas City. So I do think Pacheco is somebody that I would not mind investing in long-term. I and mean, by long-term, I mean uh, next year or the year after that. I would actually try to go get Isaiah Pacheco, Jay. That was a big takeaway for me how physically ran, how good the offense looked with those two in tandem with one another, and how much more comfortable that made Patrick Mahomes having a running back be able to take some pressure off of him. It was a really good performance from Kansas City last night. I thought they played very good football. Patrick Mahomes was a beast. Uh, Clyde got in the end zone twice. Kelsey was the man. Juju got a couple of targets. MVS did his thing. Um, It was an impressive outing for Kansas City, man. I enjoyed it, Jay. Do you think
1: that Clyde can lose his job this season with how good Pacheco's been, or do you think he's been too good in the receiving game? He's probably a better, uh, especially when it comes to on third downs. No, I don't think. so. Um,
0: no. no, I don't think he's going to lose. No,
1: no, no. It's no. just Pacheco's so much more yeah, explosive, man. Like if you give yeah. Pacheco the holes that we saw Clyde get in yes, this game, yes, he's exploding through those holes and he's probably taking it for thirty plus yards. So yeah. I think that's the biggest takeaway: is just how much more explosive Pacheco looks. Uh, he's earned everything he's got,
0: but I think to your point, he probably deserves more this season. i mean, 19 carries for Clyde edwards D. lair Everybody was telling me to hammer him under. Ha- I mean, and that's, think about how different the times are in football. You see 19 carries for a running back, and you're just like, wow, that dude got 19 carries, and you look across the <laughs> other Mixon, side right? of the field. Right, and, and Rashad White and Leonard Fournette combined for six total carries for three yards. You're three six yards. carries for three yards. For those two, Godwin was healthy. He got 10 targets along with Mike Evans, Lenny in the receiving game, Rashad White got involved in the receiving game. That's another, we didn't really talk about the rookies, but Rashad White's another little sneaky pickup that you can get that I think is going to continue to see a little more work as the season goes on. He did fumble the opening kick return, but that's all right. Fumbles don't matter unless you're Melvin Gordon. Don't, don't fumble four times. One fumble, you're all right. Don't fumble four times. But I think Rashad White might see a little more work because they just need weapons, man. They need weapons. They can't really run the ball. It's pound Leonard Fournette and pray that he can rip off some big runs. But um, those were sort of my big takeaways from that game. Um, Mahomes is that dude. Get Pacheco the ball. Clyde Edwards, he is ball in this year. Travis Kelsey's still a goddamn beast.
1: Yeah, no, you nailed it. And like you said, 12 receptions for 107 yards and a touchdown from the running backs in Tampa. But I think it also, it plays to the game script, right? Perfect game script for Rashad White to be involved and be involved quite a bit. So that definitely helped him a lot. And obviously Mike Evans had a great game and Brady threw the ball 52 times, but completed 39 passes. So he was phenomenal as well. 385 and three touchdowns. It it just comes down to, I think for both these teams, it was kind of a get right game for both in a lot of ways. They Buck, the Bucks got all their offense back and Kansas City really redeemed themselves after that game against the Colts. So I'm curious to see where these teams go from here because I think regardless of the outcome, even though Kansas City won, I think both are on an upward trajectory going forward and you know, the, the Chiefs were a team that we think can go to the Super Bowl, right? They have the pieces, they just need to get things right again and I think they really did especially on offense today and the Bucs as well finally getting all their players healthy really should be in good shape going forward if they can continue this kind of momentum.
0: Uh, any comments or thoughts on B-Rob? I, I don't know. Um, we'll yeah. uh, we'll see, right? It, I would imagine it's going to be a pain tolerance thing with him. You know, getting hit on the leg probably won't feel yeah. good. Getting hit in the butt probably won't feel good. Uh, so we'll just have to see how he can absorb the, those, those hits. I think he'll be involved in the offense, but I, I'm not expecting a full takeover just yet. And, you know, Gibson... I, I think a Wentz is a big problem, man. Like, I just want to see somebody. I, I think Wentz is, there's no fear of Carson Wentz. Now, he did make a beautiful throw to Jahan Dotson. I got to give him credit. It was gorgeous. <laughs> Back of the end zone, kind of corner pylon. Beautiful throw to Jahan Dotson. But it's the up and down nature of, it's the Wentz roller coaster, right? Um, yeah. A couple of injuries that we didn't hit on Jay. Uh, Traylon Burks, I don't know if yep. there's an official injury on Traylon Burks, but he got carted off on the field. Got carted off the field. Um, check out. Uh, I think Traylon. he was in a boot too, right? I think he was in a boot as well.
1: Man, yeah. Man. I think he was in a boot, but we haven't seen anything um, overall for him yet. Mechanism looked like an ankle, apparently a midfoot sprain, boot, crutches.
0: So we'll see. Yeah, uh, throw away the uh, throw away the Jacksonville Philly game. It was ground and pound. Hurts sixteen carries. Miles Sanders twenty seven carries. T. Law didn't play well. Hurts through the from the from the passing perspective was nah you know what I mean I, I just just throw that one away uh, Travis yep. Etienne and James Robinson both had eight carries in that matchup damn near the same sort of yardage output it was almost identical stat lines I'm just throwing that away for Jacksonville. Maybe the coordination of Trevor Lawrence slowed down a little bit, or maybe it was just the weather that impacted those guys. No, but-
1: I honestly, I didn't think they played too bad to start, but I think the problem was, is once they were kind of on their heels, they really collapsed and Trevor Lawrence just got beat up back there. Um, yeah. The other one, Jahan Dodson, Scott mentioned in the chat was hamstring. Isaiah McKenzie was a concussion potentially. Yep. And Brian Hoyer. Yeah, man. Is he gonna miss time? Oh man, you, Let knew, Zappy hurt cook. As soon,
0: you knew as soon as he got sacked, oh, he was yeah. hurt. The way that he was landed on, you were like, he's hurt. Um Bailey Zappy time, boy. Uh prayers for the New England pass catchers. The prayers for Bailey Zappy. I, I want all the Damian Harris and Ramondre, man. And Ramondre looks good. Like they just they I know he wanted to be Ramondre season, but Damian Harris is really good, man. Like, they're both He's really been good running backs. Plenty,
1: plenty well enough, right? They're and both, they're going to run the ball a ton now.
0: They are them every week. Damian Harris, Ramadre Stevenson. I'm starting both of those guys every single week. Um, A.J. Yep. Dillon, 17 carries for A.J. Dillon, man. 17 Branding carries. it out. 17 Branding carries out. for Dillon. Aaron Jones did his thing. And then we didn't talk a lot about Romeo Dobbs, but he and Alan Lazard, they they are looking yep. at Romeo early and often, and he should have had even more yards and a touchdown and he dropped one in the end zone. I mean, it's a difficult grab. You got to complete the catch, but it was yep. right there, man. He beat the guy on a nine route off the line of scrimmage. Aaron Rodgers put the ball right on him and he dropped the damn ball. So uh yep. Romeo would have been Dobbs. the game winner <laughs> too. Yeah. 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 It would have <laughs> prevented them from going into overtime. I want him, man. I I'm again, Jay, another one of those young rookies I'm buying into. And before we get out of here, Damian Pierce, you buying Damian Pierce, are you buying into Damian Pierce being a legitimate RB1 top 15 no, running back rest of the way. Not
1: an RB1. Not an RB1. I, again the Chargers again allowed a massive touchdown, 75 yards untouched. We saw J. Rob 50 yards untouched last week. Uh, but, but Pierce does look good. Don't, I'm not trying to take away from Pierce at all, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to be an RB one going forward, but Ray, I think like we've talked about the variance this season has been insane. He's been getting more work e- each and every week and he's been looking really good. If Houston can just be decent and competitive, like they kind of have been this season, he should be pretty good. I think it's just playing on Houston. Little bit, little bit limited in terms of upside for touchdowns. It's just, is he going to grind his way to mid, like fringe RB one every week? I don't know. But he he did catch, I believe, six passes as well. So that is notable because he has been really good. So who else do you want? Do you want to talk about? But I think he's going to be pretty good.
0: Uh, real quick, Josh Jacobs balled out as well. Derek um, Carr in that offense, yeah, th- the, the Raiders. I'm glad we got the dub, but man, the Raiders. Remember when the AFC West was supposed to be the greatest division of all time? Remember this. Those were the game. days, right? Yeah, we're four, <laughs> a mere four weeks ago, we thought it would just be sh- high-scoring shootouts every week. Josh Jacobs is balling. Devontae Adams got back on track. Derek Carr looks not good. Darren Waller, R- Russ, all right. He 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 looked a little better, maybe, maybe. How yeah. do you feel about how do you feel about Russ? It was fine. I mean, I yeah. think this is I think this is the rush that you get. Two hundred and fifty yards. He had two thirty-seven, two touchdowns. Running around a little bit, scored a touchdown on the ground. I think that's the rut. That listen, Joe. I'm trying to tell people Josh Jacobs. People talking about league winners. Josh Jacobs is, could be that. He's the guy, man. He he's good when they give him the ball. He's really good, man. And I want to see him involved more in the in the passing game. But I think so, Joe. I think so. I think so. Nathaniel Hackett's a problem. Uh, the coach for the Josh McDaniels is a problem. The offensive coordinators in New England are problems. It's just coaching ineptitude from the highest degree. This is a wild, 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 wild fantasy season. But there we go. There's our top 17 takeaways <laughs> from, uh, from week four of the NFL season. Jay, we're doing a waiver show tomorrow, correct? We'll post a waiver show tomorrow. We're going to do that. You're on mute again. We can't hear you. I'll do a waiver show show in the morning. Yeah, you're doing it. So Jay's going to do a waiver show in the morning. Make sure you tap into Scott Connors podcast. Come join. It's the first of the month. Come on. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Get in the discord. Join the best damn dynasty slash college football community in the fantasy space. What else we got, Jay? Any other news items before we get out of here? No, just go check out the coffee, man. It's it's yeah. phenomenal.
1: My cup this morning was great. Go check out Michelle Adodo. It the, is. Uh, I actually need another The link's cop. in the
0: description. All right, yeah, oh, did you? Yeah, nice. uh, uh, yeah, link is in the description. All right, man. We love y'all. We out. We'll see you on Wednesday. I don't know what we're doing on Wednesday, but we shall see you on Wednesday. We are out. Peace. Patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content. And if you want to get in on that action, use the promo code wake up over on prize picks for a hundred percent deposit match up to $100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week. This fall over on Mojo.